ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. We welcome you to Gospel Dynamite, a Christian broadcast dedicated to the salvation of the lost and the revival of God's people. I'm Alan Mashburn, your Bible teacher and the pastor of Asbury Baptist Church, located at 218 Asbury Church Road in Seagrove, North Carolina. We invite you to visit our church at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock. On Sunday evenings, we provide online services which can be viewed on gospeldynamite.org. Now please join me in the study of the Word of God. You're listening to Gospel Dynamite. Thank you for joining us. I invite you to take your Bible, turn with us to Daniel chapter 1. We begin reading at verse 1, and we deal with the subject, Conquering Compromise. Daniel chapter 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God, and the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king who hath appointed your meat and your drink. Why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall ye make him, me endanger my head to the king. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. 
Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them. And among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. And Daniel continued even unto the first year of King Cyrus. In the early part of this century, an American ship was wrecked off the Sicily Isles near the coast of England. The sea had been calm and the weather clear, but the vessel was caught in a treacherous current that slowly lured it off its course. Before the captain and the crew realized what had happened, the ship had crashed into the rocks. In life, we too have powerful currents compromise that can catch our soul and carry us to shipwreck. Spiritual drifting is usually slow and almost imperceptible. We know it has occurred when we have lost the strong resistance to evil and the passionate desire for truth that we once knew. If there were ever a day in which truth needs to be shouted louder, it is now. Compromise is defined as a settlement of differences by mutual concessions. An agreement reached by adjustment of conflicting or opposing claims principles, etc., by reciprocal modification of demands. In essence, the result of such a settlement or something intermediate between something that is different. Often life is filled with compromises. We're given a choice as to how we will live our lives and what path we're going to go down and follow through life. When we come to these times of decision, it is imperative that we make godly choices because the choices we make at the crossroads of life 
determines our usefulness to God and our effectiveness in his work. Our text today is about four men who came to a time of decision in their lives. They could either compromise and go with the flow, or they could stand their ground and live for God. The circumstances that they faced and the decisions they made set the course for the rest of their lives. And since this incident occurred, the names of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have stood tall as the names of great heroes of the faith. And what of Daniel? Who would have ever heard of Daniel if he had compromised at this early stage in his life? His name would be unknown to modern man. and We would never have received this wonderful book. With that in mind, it's good to be able to say that these young men stood their test. And as a result, we're all blessed at this very moment. As you and I go through life, there's going to be times where we're going to have to make decisions to do the right thing. And when these times come, and they most certainly will, we will either decide to go with God despite the cost, or we will choose to compromise. The truths contained in this passage will help us face the serious crossroads of life. Thus, I want to speak to you on conquering compromise. Now, my prayer is that we'll be able to glean strength that we need to always make our stand for the Lord. I would have you see in verses 1 through 7 the problems at hand. These Hebrew boys faced several problems. Each of them had the potential to derail them and lead them off in a spiritual tangent. However, the problems they faced were not that different from those we face daily in our own world. Verses 1 and 2, they literally have a new home. These boys had been brought up in and around Jerusalem. There they were constantly reminded of their God and his importance to life temple with its sacrifices was in Jerusalem. The priests and the scribes were in Jerusalem. The prophets were preaching the message of Jehovah. Now they're slaves and they've been hauled off to Babylon. Here they're surrounded by heathen worship, heathen images, and heathen people. Oh, it would be so easy to conform just to fit in. Now, for the believer, for the Christian, the danger is just as real. It's easy to be spiritual in church. It's easy to be godly around godly people. However, when we separate from the godly influences around us, we're placing ourselves in a dangerous position. We're opening up our lives to the possibility of compromise. Therefore, it is important that we are consistent in our church attendance. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. It is essential that we surround ourselves with God's people. It is easy to compromise and conform with the world when we're away from the influence of godliness. These Hebrew boys had a new knowledge per se. Verses 3 and 4. These young men were taught a new language and new ways of looking at life. All their lives they had been exposed to Jewish wisdom. Now they're being taught the wisdom of Babylon. They're being exposed to things they've never been exposed to before. And it is to be a dangerous time for them. There's much pressure being exerted on them to conform to this new world around them. The same dangers face the Christian, the believer today in this world. We're constantly being exposed to new ways of thinking and we're being told that our way of looking at the world through the eyes of God in the Bible is simply outdated, ancient, and intolerant. There's much pressure being placed on the Christian community to conform to the world's way of thinking, told to accept homosexuality, Usage of alcohol, cursing, promiscuous sexual activity, the filth in the world. We're told to accept all of that. God has not changed his mind about one single thing. What he said 4,000, 3,000, 2,000 years ago hasn't changed. It doesn't matter if it hair lips, the devil and the entire world stands against it. The Bible is the word of God. And it is settled and it is right. Doesn't matter what they think, doesn't matter what they say, doesn't matter how they feel. It matters what God says. Period. These Hebrew boys had a new diet. All their lives, according to verse 5, all their lives, these four young men had lived by the dietary laws handed down by the Lord. Now they're faced with new food. Most likely this food was unclean by Jewish standards, and most of the meat had probably been sacrificed to idols. Therefore, it would have defiled these men and made them unclean before the Lord. As Christians, we too are faced with choices that run contrary to the best that God has purposed for us. And their decisions about our choice of entertainment, our music we listen to, choices in our personal relationship, we're confronted daily by choices to either do or do not do certain things that can cause us to be defiled. Now, I'm born again. I'm a believer. I'm saved, and nothing will ever change that. But the choices I make in life can either build me up or tear me down as a servant of Christ. I can never be lost again, but I can become defiled. And according to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27, I can become defiled and put on the shelf by God. Therefore, it is extremely important that we constantly guard ourselves in this matter of what we take into our lives. 
The Hebrew boys had new names, verses 6 and 7. When these young men arrived in Babylon, they came carrying wonderful names. Each name carried with it a testimony to the person of God. Daniel, his name meant, my God is judge. God is my judge. Hananiah, God is gracious. Mishael, God is without equal. Azariah, the Lord is my helper. When they arrived in Babylon, they were given new names. Daniel became Belteshazzar, which means Bel will protect. Hananiah became Shadrach, which means inspiration of the sun. Mishael became Meshach, which means belonging to a coup. Azariah became Abednego, which means servant of Nego. Nebuchadnezzar's goal was to change their identity and hopefully change their way of thinking. However, it's plain to see as one reads the book of Daniel that even though their names were changed, their character remained intact. You see, the world and the devil would seek to try every tactic to force you into their mold. However, no matter what they say to us, call us, do to us, throw at us in life, they will never be able to change what we are. We are the children of God. And we must never forget that we are the twice-born children of a living God. And as we journey through this life, there are going to be constant attempts by the enemy to get us to let our guard down, to conform to the world's standards, and to do things we know to be wrong. However, these times of testing and trial can be weathered safely and securely. God himself has promised to help us when we face times of testing. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. You will not only see the problems at hand, but next we see the purpose of their hearts in verses 8 through 16. The Babylonians could change their homes, their diet, their name, their education, but they could not change their heart. These men had decided that they were going to serve the Lord whatever the cost. It would have been easy for them to say, it's okay, everybody else is doing it. We had better do what the king says, or we'll obey the king outwardly, but we'll just keep our faith to ourselves. These options weren't good enough for these men. They were willing to commit themselves to God's will and God's care despite the consequences. Christians need the same level of determined commitment. Many of us seem to find it easy, too easy to give in to compromise. We need to dedicate ourselves to God and his plan for our lives, even if it costs us our lives. Our duty is to faithfully serve the Lord with all that we have and all that we are. The details are his problem. We belong to him. And in an effort to maintain their ceremonial purity before the Lord, they requested that they, they not be forced to eat the king's meat. They knew that they would be fed defiled and defiling foods. Therefore, they requested that they be allowed to have vegetables and water for a 10-day period. Now, Daniel and his friends knew that a vegetarian diet would not defile them, and they knew that God would honor their faith in him. They were willing to put God to the test. 
It will not always be the easiest thing, nor will it be the most popular thing for you to do to take your stand with God. It will not always be understood by those around you. However, it is always the right thing to do. If we will be willing to stand our ground for Christ, he will certainly honor our stand and bless us. Now the whole point of this section of the text is that these young men had made up their minds that they were going to live for the Lord and that nothing would change them or turn them from that purpose. And as you follow them through the rest of their lives, you see that they stuck to their guns more than once. In chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were willing to die rather than compromise. In chapter 6, Daniel, an 80-year-old man plus, 80 plus, he was over 80 years of age, risked death in the lion's den rather than compromise in his walk with God. What about us? Do we have that same level of, of resolve and commitment to the Christ in his work? Would you be willing to die before compromising with the enemy? Only you can answer that, but probably not. We compromise in so many ways in our speech, in our dress, in our lifestyles, in our music. These boys had decided that they, in their hearts, that they would die before they would compromise with the world, the flesh, or the devil. Hey, we need to strive for that same standard in our own lives. There are a lot of God's children who need to recommit themselves to the Lord. There are many who have let down their guard and have compromised in one or more issues or more areas. Others are flirting dangerously close to doing the same thing. It's time for God's children to resolve in their hearts that come what may, come hell or high water, they will not disgrace the name of Jesus Christ and they will not compromise in any area of their lives. The dedication of these men can be summed up in two words, faith and obedience. They were willing to trust God to do what he had promised, and they were willing to follow him regardless of the personal cost. What about you? What about you? Thirdly, I'd have you see the promotion from heaven. Verses 17 through 21, Daniel's experiment worked. God honored his word, and these men were healthier than the others. These four men knew something that many of us never get, and it is this. If we will do as God says, he will never fail us, not even in the slightest way. He will absolutely be faithful to honor his word and his servants who trust that word and do as he says. Come what may, you can count on the Lord. And after three years, notice they... They maintained their resolve all during this time. After three years, they stood before the king, and when he interviewed them, he found that they were head and shoulders above all the others and that they were ten times better than their wisest counselors around him. Again, this reminds us that God honors those who honor him. This does not teach that serving God Faithfully will make you smart, attractive, or famous. It does teach you and us that serving God has many benefits and it has the benefit of being promoted in his work. God placed these men where he could use them in that day and he did use them in wonderful ways for his glory. He will place us in this day and use us here 
And now, if we will serve him as we should. Verse 21, you see their endurance. We're not told how long Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego served there in Babylon, but we are told that Daniel endured in a place of power and prominence for over 70 years. In fact, he was nearing 90 when he faced the lions. This just encourages our heart because it reminds us that no matter how long we live or where we go in life, if we will always honor the Lord, he will consistently bless us and use us for his glory. God is always seeking vessels which he can fill up and pour out for his glory. However, to be usable, we have to be clean. And to be clean, we must learn to never be guilty of compromise. God's house is filled with all kinds of vessels. Some are honorable. Some are being used for his glory. Others are defiled through compromise in one or more areas. But which best describes you? I cannot answer, but only you can. There was a giant 400-year-old redwood came crashing down one day. No one could ever figure out why. The tree had survived four centuries of storms, lightning, earthquakes. But what had failed it now? On closer inspection, investigators found that tiny beetles had found their way inside its trunk and had begun eating away at its life-giving fibers, weakening, weakening its mighty bulk from the inside out. In much the same way, the devil tries to bring Christians down through a steady drone of small, seemingly insignificant temptations. And while we are there fighting and resisting him in one area, he's going to be setting up in our house in another area. Satan always finds a way to creep in our lives for the purpose of eroding our foundations until our fibers have become so undone we come crashing down to the ground. Show me a person who has fallen away from their walk with the Lord, and I'll show you a person who started making compromises in his or her life a long time ago. Are there areas in your life where you've begun to let your guard down? If you have begun that downward spiral of compromise, I'm glad I can tell you that Jesus Christ allows you turns. He has promised us in 1 John 1, 9 that he offers unconditional forgiveness when we come home to him. Where does this message find you right now? Come to Christ. The Bible says if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness according to 1 John 1, 9. God will cleanse you. He will set you anew. He will set you aright if you'll come to Him. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We trust it's been a blessing. Trust you'll have a great week in the Lord. Log on to our website, gospeldynamite.org, and let us know if you've accepted Christ or this message has helped you. God bless you, and we trust you have a great day in the Lord.